The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. All right, here we go. All right, welcome back to another episode of Wisco Fanatics. We are doing a Tuesday night special as the Packers play on Thursday. So wouldn't make much sense for us to go live on Friday, would it? <laughs> um, but no, we are going to recap the Packers versus Chargers game. Uh, Tyler and I went live immediately after the Chargers game with Simon. So if you wanted to check that out, that was our immediate reaction. This is going to be our more analytical, more deep dive um, and then we're going to preview the game versus the Lions, uh, Thanksgiving matchup. And you know what? I know that there's uh, kind of some negative, you know, feel around the team right now with the injury uh, news that has come out today about a couple players. But yeah. we'll get into that. But I still believe uh, that we have a chance. I still love our chances, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're young. We don't know any better, right? So yep. who the hell knows? Uh, but. As we're gonna get started, uh, we're gonna we're gonna start with our power pair. Um, stars, stars, power oh, pair tomorrow. Sorry, sorry, I'm ahead <laughs> of myself. I was just writing down my power pair. We're doing our stars. I wrote down my power pair. <laughs> we're gonna do our stars for the Packers game. Um, you want me just to to rip it? Yep, do it. You got the top right. two. I got the next two. All right. So, first star of the game, we went with Jaden Reed. Uh, this guy, you know. Definitely looks like he has the potential to be like an NFL star from the slot position. Uh, He could be the next great NFL gadget wide receiver, use him in all different ways. Obviously, the Packers did that on Sunday. He had four catches for 46 yards, and he had a long of 19 yards. He had three carries for 46 yards and a touchdown. That's a 15.3-yard average, and he had a 32-yard long. So the guy's just making plays in both areas. Uh, A couple great blocks in that play, by the way. Um, our next star was Jordan Love. Uh, love it. His first, <laughs> love it. His first 300 yard game. <laughs> uh, first 300 yard game. He was 27 of 40, 322, 8.1 average, two touchdowns, no interceptions. That's amazing. Uh, 54 and a half QBR and a 108.5 quarterback rating. So those are all good things. Things are starting to look up for Jordan Love as he's becoming more consistent with the deep ball and the medium. Uh, Jaden Reed is absolutely dominating in the middle of the field, and now they're using him on end arounds. Also, I said I wanted Watson on an end around, and they used Watson on an end around. It wasn't as successful, but just giving the defense a look is what I was looking for. Who else do you have for the stars, buddy? Okay, so covering for Bryant, uh, we're starting with Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark, kind of kind of quiet day, so he almost could have been an underrated performer, but the plays that he made were so big, he had to be a star of the game. Yep. Uh, one being a pass defense right at the end of the game, yep. and then one being the forced fumble when the Chargers were inside the five-yard line. Uh, he also had six pressures on Justin Herbert. So pretty good game for Kenny Clark, which was needed after kind of a rough game against Pittsburgh. <clears throat> then for the underrated performer, we kind of lumped them all in. But it's Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, and Christian Watson. Combined, they only had 81 receiving yards but they all made some pretty key blocks at certain moments in the game. So 
we wanted to give them credit for that. So while we wait for Brian, who will be joining us shortly, uh, we're going to start with some of our other segments that we have. So I'm going to go first on the rookie tight ends. Now, this is going to be kind of a tough segment to cover because Luke Musgrave did have four catches for 28 yards, but it sounds like the abdominal injury that he had was pretty severe to the point where he was in the hospital through yesterday. Man. Which is which is crazy. Like, we didn't hear anything about it, that he was going to the hospital. We didn't really seem to even notice during the game because the play that he got injured, which we'll talk about later because it's actually a really good play by Jordan Love. We'll talk about that play later. It's Jake even said it before the show. It's wild that he stayed in the game afterwards. Yeah. <clears throat> Next, Tucker Craft. For a guy who's just like five straight weeks of playing better football than he did the game before, it's it's really fun watching Tucker Craft continue to get more opportunities. Um, I posted the the snap counts for the Packers tight ends, for the rookies, and for Josiah DeGuara. And Josiah DeGuara played one offensive snap. Ben Sims played 19. Tucker Craft played 30. And Luke Musgrave played 46. Yeah. So, Tucker Craft had two catches for 32 yards. He almost had the touchdown of the year. Almost. If oh. he a little bit upfield before he hurdles, that's the touchdown of the year for the Packers. He he might he might have a coming out party on Thursday, dude, with the news. He might. You're, yeah, you're correct. He is going to occupy an extremely large role yeah. on Thursday. Yeah. Um, potentially even one that he might not have even anticipated having. Obviously, the injuries will do that, and it's I'm sure if you ask him about it, he's going to have a next man up mentality. You know, he's like, I got to take out advantage of the opportunity, things like that. Um, yeah. And we we liked the draft pick, so we're excited for him. Yeah, really. I mean, when you when you really think about it, from where he was week one to having this opportunity now, that is a complete one eighty, dude. Mm-hmm. For sure. Love it. <clears throat> and then Benny Sims, in my opinion, just keep him on special teams. Like this week, obviously, that's not going to be an option because of Luke Musgrave, who is going to be out. It is confirmed that he's going to be out for Thursday. Um. It's, it's he's going to need to play snaps, but there was one distinct play where uh, they were trying to do a run play with Dylan, and it was actually supposed to be a flea flicker. But Sims actually ran into AJ Dylan in the backfield. Yep. So that's just. I want to say just keep him on special teams because we have the other two, but with only one of the other two available, not quite an option. And uh, Josiah DeGuara also sounds like he's going to miss Thursday night. Oh, so that's not even an option. He has a hip injury. So, well, I couldn't tell on that block field goal a couple weeks ago. He didn't well, even move. Anyways, passing game distribution. This is this has probably been my favorite segment to cover so far this season. Uh huh. Because it's been so good. Ten different players targeted this week. Mm-hmm. Ten different players with receptions this week. Love that. That used to be like an outlier when things like that would happen, and now it's a consistent thing. We yeah. are 11, no, 10, where it's it's week 11. 10 games in, there has still not been a single game where Jordan Love has targeted fewer than seven different receivers. That's awesome. So, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave targeted six times each, Dontavian Wicks targeted five times, Christian Watson and A.J. Dillon targeted four times each, Jordan Love threw 40 passes, and no guys had over six targets. That is great distribution, and I keep saying it. Forget the depth chart. 
forget this wide receiver one thing. Let's have a bunch of guys who can be the wide receiver one on any given week, and the defense never knows who it is. Yeah. Packers only had two drops on Sunday, which is encouraging. That was 6.9% of the plays. Nice. <laughs> I couldn't leave it up. Um, no, can't. Well, yeah, 40 passes, and no guy had more than six targets. That's wild. You look yeah, at Justin Herbert, who threw 36 passes, and 16 of them were to Keenan Allen. Well, he's pretty good. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's Keenan Allen, but still, that's nearly half of passes thrown were to Keenan Allen. Right. People are like, oh, he had 116 receiving yards. Well, he should have. He was throwing the ball 50% of the plays. Yeah, true. If if he didn't, they would have been in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. So I'm going to drop down to you. What about the red zone offense? Well, this one's going to be real short and sweet. I'm not even going to lie to you. I was going through, and I was like, we didn't go in the red zone? We didn't go in the red zone. So, like, when I I do my my third down – my run D and my red zone offense, I all I have to go play by play. So I have to look at every single play mm-hmm. again. So I go through every single play three times after I watch an entire game of every single play. So I feel like like I'm a psychotic. <laughs> so <laughs> go through the red zone offense. We went into the red zone and we kicked the field goal at the end of half. That was the first time we were in the red zone. We scored a touchdown before that, but it wasn't in the red zone. After that, the next time we were in the red zone, we had a first and 10 at the 12. Love threw it to Dubs, Dobbs, Dubs, for one yard. And then I had a sec- we had a second and nine at the 11, and that was when Watson threw a touchdown to Watson. Or Love threw a touchdown to Watson. I mean, we ran – we really only ran two offensive plays in the red zone. Yeah. I, I mean, it's 100% of touchdown in the red zone, which we were talking about was a big thing, right? Yes, we were. And the Chargers, we held – I know we're going to get into it, but we held them to some yeah. field goals in the red zone. So, that yep. was a big thing. Yeah, and obviously it's one of those things where literally anything that happens on the defense that doesn't go exactly perfectly to plan is immediately Joe Barry's fault. You know what, man? <clears throat> Can I just freelance for a sec? Is it going to be about Joe Barry and the defense? Yes. Can we wait until we get to the defense, or is it going to skip your mind by then? No, it'll probably skip my mind by then. It's just a random thing that I'm thinking of. I'll I'll put the thing up to them. Okay. Just a little random thought on the defense. Everybody's saying they could have had this because they had drops. Okay? Why didn't you say that for the Packers when they had drops? Hello? I just got to get that out there because that's all I saw on Sunday. Oh, Joe Barry has to go. We got lucky that they dropped the ball. Well, guess what? For a couple weeks, other NFL defenses were getting lucky that we were dropping the ball. Yep. But you don't want to say that. You just want to just want to rip on our players when we drop the ball. But you don't want to say you don't want to you don't want to say oh they got lucky that we dropped the ball. No, it's we suck when we drop the ball. But now now we suck and they dropped the ball. That just doesn't make sense to me. I, we kind of touched on this on Sunday a little bit. That context only matters when it fits your narrative. So that's that's what I said with that on Sunday, and and we'll we'll probably talk more about it when we get into the defensive um, the defensive segments. But we're gonna welcome in Bryant. So Bryant, you are the wide receiver development guy. So what are you looking at for the wide receiver development? 
how fun was that game to watch our wide receivers play? Fucking a, dude. Like, I re- I put that. I put that was the first thing I put. That was a great game to watch the, from the wide receiver core as a whole. Um, Reed obviously had an amazing, huge game. Dubs flashed great hands at least three times, mm. even on that deep ball where we've seen accuracy improvement. You know, um, Love is getting pressure just a little behind him. What does Dubs do? Jumps up, snags it out of the air, comes back and grabs it. Uh, Watson got in the end zone. On top of that, yeah, he didn't have many yards, but there was a couple of huge blocks. I'm pretty sure he had a huge block on the um, touchdown runner, one of the end rounds by J, uh, by Reed. 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 Um, yep. He even got involved, caught a ball. Um, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Keith got involved, caught a ball, and had a great block on that touchdown run as well. Um, Wicks had what three. What page did you take that off of? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going through random comments, and some dude said this on there, and I was like, bruh, I've been saving this forever, bro. God damn it, wake summer right now. Just wide-ass. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, I was right three receptions over 25 yards. I mean, I think – I can't remember about the stat, but that was like the first time in many, many years that had happened um, of in a single game. So, really, it was just what a fun game by the wide receivers. Um, yeah, there was a couple drops and stuff, uh, but – you know, love wasn't Literally exactly too. perfect. There's a couple drops, um, but overall, it was such a fun game to watch. And uh, I'm t- I mean, we we were kind of ahead of the eight ball last week when you we said I think Jaden Reed might be the best wide receiver on this team. I said offensive uh, player. Yeah. And so right now, like I don't think we can argue that. I think, um, you know, I don't want to ruin my plan. What I'm going to say, you know, kind of our key to the game, but you know, he's going to be involved in that this coming up Thursday because unfortunately the injuries. I'm sure you, I know you guys opened with this, but yeah. I counted it was 17 people on our injury report versus three on theirs or whatever it was. So yeah, I think it was, I think you're, you're close. I think it was 16 to four, but it's all estimated because they play on Thursday. Yeah. Yep. No practice yesterday and today was a walk. It was six, I think it was six Packers that were, haven't participated at all. So you can pretty much chalk them out. And there's some big names, right? Dontavian Wicks, Luke Musgrave, Aaron Jones. I mean, uh, the two that are out for sure are Musgrave and DeGuara. Those two are out for sure. <laughs> Uh, Jones week, so based on how quickly they brought in Patrick Taylor and James Robinson, I'm going to assume that Jones is out this week. Yeah, good assumption. Um, yeah, and we'll see. We'll see on Wicks, and then everybody else is just kind of the same stuff. Guys, touch so, base on the wide receivers real quick. The thing that I love is we have four different guys that do like one thing, like super, super good. Like Wicks, obviously, I shared that because he's an amazing route runner. You don't just get open like yeah. that without being amazing. Uh, Dubs, crazy hands. You know, I know Brian talked about it. He is great with his hands, especially away from the body. And that's why I love trusting so much, right? And then Watson, yeah. obviously, with the speed. You just can't teach that. You, you either have it or you don't, right? And, and then, you know, there's just – we just have guys that are all 24 and younger that are just very good at specific areas, and they can all kind of help each other grow in those other areas. And I just love the potential of this group. Complimentary. Yeah. And, and Watson had a chance that I, if Love looks his direction to have a huge play, I'd have to see the all 22 to see where the safety was lined up. But on that first fourth down play we played where he kind of threw a quick to Musgrave, if you wait a half second longer, you see yep. um, Watson just screaming across the middle of the field right behind the linebackers. And I don't even care if there's a safety. If he's not within 10 yards of him, he's probably not catching him or it's a huge gain. So, like, I, I think, you know, Watson is getting there. It's getting close, I think. 
dude, I was jumping up and down in my living room, like, throw it to Christian, throw it to Christian. I was like, come on. And he missed him. I was like, no, he was wide open, bro. Yeah, you throw it behind, you just flutter it right behind the, the LB there, linebacker, and he's gone probably. Oh, man. Yeah, he was um, going to open up the floodgate. And I guarantee you the Packers, if they'll see that on tape, this, you know, when they're doing tape review. Yep. Uh, Barry said, hey, guys, any updates on Jones? We're just a second-half team. I think they've kind of gotten away from that like, the last couple weeks. They've started yeah. better um, the last couple weeks. Yeah, a little bit more balanced. Um, Jones is week to week. 13 in the second half. Yeah. Yeah, pretty balanced this week. And last week it was, what, 7 and 13? Yep. And I think the, the field goal was missed in the first half this week too, wasn't it? I can't remember exactly. Yeah, it was in – the one in Denver was in the first half too, I think, too. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Um, Bryant, I'll throw out one other thing on um, the receivers. I mentioned this to Jake already before you were in here, but Jordan Love threw 40 different pass, 40 passes and no wide receivers had over six targets. Yeah. I heard someone – I won't say their name, but they're, I, I was listening to something this morning. They're like, it was nice to see – it was some of the people we talked about that are just pessimistic all the time, no matter what. Mm. Uh, oh, it's nice to see him finally spread the – or them open up and spread the ball around. I'm thinking, like, have you watched – any game this year? Uh, Tyler's literally yep. talking about it. I think seven, no less than seven people have been targeted every single game every single this week. year. Yep. So for them to say that, I was just like, oh, it was nice to see him get Jaden re-involved. What are you talking about? He's been involved in the entire year. Dude literally leads the team in receiving yards in his second in touchdowns. That, that was like, who was it talking at halftime? Uh, one of the tight ends or whatever they had as a color commentator. He's like, well, you know, they'll need to get Reed more involved here now that Aaron Jones is out. All right, it was nice to see that they got re-involved after Jones. I'm like, it was wrong. Yeah. What are you talking about? He all of his plays were before Aaron Jones went out. Like he was involved. Like just oh, watch the game, man. Like Yikes. Whoever that is, I was lucky I didn't see it. I probably would have lost my shit. <laughs> okay. All right, Brian. Um, offensive line in the running game. So offensive line played okay, but I will say um, evolving door at left tackle and then Ryan coming in and out, like just stop, like do what is consistent. Um, it's getting old. Running has showed that I don't think, I don't know what's happened. He's taken, he took a step back last year and now it's even worse this year. Uh, either make the move or don't. Uh, I did see, um, you know, Walker, a lot of people are kind of like, Oh, he's not that great. Well, he's like, I think he's rated 40 something out of 80 something tackles in the league right now. So I would give you, if you're considering he's playing a life tackle, he's probably, you know, somewhere in the middle there. And this dude was a seventh round pick last year. Like give him some time. Yeah. Like that's another thing we don't, we talk about Goody quite a bit in the draft classes. We have a seventh round pick right now. Granted he fell because, you know, he likes to hump people on the ground, but whatever. Yeah, we still drafted <laughs> him in the seventh round. That was um, a thing that happened. And uh, he was a seventh round pick last year. Just be a little patient with him. Um, yeah. He's playing okay for that position. Like, um, so I don't know if they're going to continue this Nyman Walker like swapping series, but I feel like it's hard to get someone set in the game when you do that. But overall, they played pretty good. Love took four sacks, I think, this game, but for sure, one he held on way, way, way too long. Yeah, um, there was another one on the fumble that, um, it, was it Walker or Nyman? One of those two did get beat very cleanly, but by a future Hall of Famer and Khalil Mack. Um, so I guess who's there to cut, recover that fumble, Zach Tom, you know. You know, unspoken hero every week, but um, yeah, so, he, he's, overall, the golden, he's the guy that would go on top of the trophy for the underrated <laughs> performer of the season. It would just yeah. be Zach Tom would be the golden guy on the top, yep. And then for the running game, it just <clears throat> it was ineffective, but it was also marred by injury. I mean, the three carries that um, Wilson came in for, he looked really good. Um, so 
Reed's end around was a bright spot, an awesome play. Um, the one I wasn't a fan of, I'm not a fan of a condensed end around. Like, I don't understand why our offense is so set on, okay, we need one yard on third down. Let's pack everyone inside the tackle box and then try to run it up the middle or try to do that end around. I want, if they're going to do that, I'd rather put them in the slot, spread it out a little bit, and then do that kind of play to maybe create some little bit of space for him to make a cut. And where they did it, he had maybe one lane to try to cut through. And if he didn't get it, he didn't get it. And we've seen what happened there. Uh, we ended up going for it on fourth down and didn't get it. I wasn't a huge fan of that end round. The other two end round where they let him get up to full speed and he was flying around the corner, very effective. Um, I wish they would do – I know they tried to end around with Watson, but they did all this razzle-dazzle right before it. That's another guy. Just give it to him full speed and let him run. Like, so. As opposed to the end around with Watson, I like when they do the touch pass where, where Love yeah. is in shotgun and they have him cutting across formation and they do the touch pass to him. Yeah. That was then he does have to break stride. I agree. Sometimes we're trying to get a little cute, too cute. It's just like get them in the ball in their hands, and those two are going to make plays because they have speed. You can, you're not going to tell me that it's going to be a very good chance unless our whoever's out there blocking on wide receiver that Jaden Reed is probably going to get a yard when he's screaming full speed across the. And he might be better in those positions because you know Watson is faster, but with Reed being a little more compact, he can cut a little bit easier. So you know. I like it when they put Watson closer to the formation too on yeah. those plays. Because he's made some pretty good seal blocks on outside linebackers yeah. and defensive ends that to allow guys to get around that corner. Yeah. So overall, the running game just wasn't effective. And honestly, I'm jumping ahead here, but I don't even think we should give it much of a goal this next week either. So, but we'll talk about that more later. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, third down offense. Packers were four for eight in the first half, fifty percent, uh, an average of six point eight yards. Not bad. Not great, but not bad. Uh, second half, three for six. So, again, 50%, 6.3 yards. So, a little bit better. Not bad, honestly. They've been kind of around that eight-yard mark over the last few weeks. So, to be under seven and under six and a half uh, in the first and second half against the Chargers defense, which, like we said, on paper is loaded. Two yeah. games not played on paper, at least for the Chargers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Bryant special teams atrocious again. Um, I literally, sorry, but I put after that down level play, I said, why is this dude on the team? And I put cut the clown on my, my paper. <laughs> because, oh, so you're a terrible person. Got it. Yeah. yeah pretty much. So <laughs> I said, I, I have never hit that. I'm a different animal when I'm watching the game. Okay. Um, but if someone wrote that, he had like 500 and something special team snaps over like last year and a half and 14 tackles. I mean, we're just, like, keeping this guy on. Zane Anderson can be Levitt, and I feel like he can actually play if we needed to. Zane so, made a pretty big play. I don't know what he was thinking there. Like, you can't get two – if you're on the team for one job and you decide to get – suck at that job and get two penalties in the same play and then you get in an argument with your coach, you have no job anymore. Uh, I don't feel bad for him at all. I know that Matt LaFleur is not going to come out and say that. He said it's because of the – the running back position, but with Zane Anderson showing what he can, we're young anyways. You might as well get some of those rookies on the field and let them, you know, see if they can replace the down Levitt right. position. Like you can't, you can't be putting us on the five yard line. We get to the 50 yard line that drive. If we would have started at the 25 or well, it was actually a good return by Nixon. Uh, if we start there, it's, I know that maybe the drive doesn't go the exact same way, right. but you're taking us out of field goal position theoretically. Right. Um, and honestly, I put people think that Barry's on the hot seat. I think I don't know how Rich is on this team next year. If this bro, be, like I've been saying that I've been, I've been saying, saying nobody's job is safe. So we're twenty eight. I haven't said specifically right now. Yeah. So we're twenty eight. Like 
and unless Rich is going to take his way as assistant head coach position, if they're, if they're like, hey, we're going to demote you and go back to special teams and give you a go there, if he says no to that, I don't know that he'll be on the team next year. And no. quite honestly, I, okay, like something's got to change. Um, if Carlson had a if Carlson has a rough game in Detroit, um, I think we might see a change over than anybody. I don't know if they'll do it or not, but I know he's a rookie and we're patient with him, but he hasn't earned the patience like Mason Crosby earned the one year. Like he's not Mason Crosby, right? The year that Mason Crosby missed all those kicks in Detroit and stuff, and we stuck with him the next year, he came back and hit like 99% of his kicks or whatever crazy number it was. It's like 92, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, Carlson hasn't five or six that. Yeah. Before. yeah, Carlson hasn't earned that. I think the next year Mason Crosby missed two kicks. Um, I just we who when was the last time we felt comfortable on a kick? Like since he it was weird. It's like as soon as he missed that one, and then I seen him in warm-ups when I was in the stadium in the Rams, and I messaged you guys before and I said he does not look good in pregame. And ever since then, it's like it's fallen off the rails. Uh, we are not good enough to leave four points off the board. I get it's a 52-yard field goal. I get that love yeah. took a stack before that, and then we had a stupid penalty, which yeah. was like, I think a hair of a movement from Watson that one was or something. I was like, I don't even know how this Yeah, is. dude. Like he sneezed or something. I don't know. Packers have been called for some pretty trash fall starts. And then I'm watching the Eagles do their stupid tush push 16 times last night. And I'm just thinking like, tell me no one's offsides. Then the only one they throw is on Kansas city. Get out of here with that. Anyways, uh, Nixon was a lone bright spot on special teams again. So he's starting to heat up and I have a feeling he's going to take one to the house in the next couple of weeks. He leads the NFL in return yards by like 200. <laughs> and that looks nice, but. In reality, it's like it points needs to half. translate better yet. But. You didn't tell me that guard's not offsides. His <laughs> head is. Fuck the NFL run. sometimes. Yeah, like his head it's is a point of emphasis. <laughs> no, yeah. it's only a point of emphasis against teams that aren't that the fucking aren't in the running. To be that aren't in the running. Hey, did That's you guys? Cool. You guys want to know a stat I seen today? Um, if the Packers, what was it? If they win one of these next two day games and then run out. They have it, or no, it was, if they lose the next two games but then win out, it's like they have a 70-something percent chance of making the playoffs or something crazy at 9-8. and eight. If they win one of them and then win out those games that we've talked about that they should have an okay chance of doing, it's yeah. like 92%. So. Somebody posted it that right now the Packers are the eight. Yeah, we're the eight seed right now. In the, yeah, I thought the we eight, were the seven. The no, seventh would put us in the playoffs. Seventh is the last playoff spot. We're two games behind Minnesota. And look at the teams ahead of us. Seattle's starting to falter. So they're struggling. So, I mean. They got we'll two see. games against San Francisco yet. Yeah. And Minnesota has to play us. I think we make the playoffs at nine and eight if we can get there. That would this be actually out. insane. That would be insane. Could you imagine? Okay. Because we, we played this game last year, and I'm not ready to go there quite yet. Like right now, it's it's a possibility. I'm not ready to go quite yet to like we need to believe that it's we need to fight in the next two games. If we don't lose, we need to show that we're we're fighting right. and we're close in these games. And then I'll right. start having a conversation about the last five games being very exactly. Yeah. Once it gets like we're we're at week ten or we've played ten games. So there's seven games to go. So we're a little over halfway. Let's say the Packers win one of the next two, like you said, and then they win the following game. And it's a serious conversation. Then yeah, then we gotta start looking at the schedule a little bit and start thinking like People counted them out at three and six. Yeah. All right. Going to the defense, looking at the secondary, it was it was an okay game in the secondary, except for the fact they dealt with Keenan Allen. Keenan yeah. Allen's a monster. He is. There's, there's no denying that. That said, 
Uh, Valentine only gave up one reception on four targets. Valentine only gave up three catches for 22 yards on eight targets. So those two are both very good. Uh, Nixon and Owens had tougher days, but were, those two were actually really good against Pittsburgh. So they kind of flip-flopped who had the good games, who had the bad games. That said, Keyshawn Nixon did blow up a screen on second down inside the 10-yard line for the Chargers. And he at least had something to kind of redeem himself. Jonathan Owens, unfortunately, didn't. He had a pretty ugly missed tackle on the long uh, tight end touchdown. I don't even know if I call that a tackle attempt. I don't know what the fuck that was, dude. I'm just gonna and, and that's out. one of those things where it's like, oh, we give him a 51-yard touchdown to a backup tight end. We need to fire Joe Barry. It's like, bro, the guy was in the right spot to make the tackle. Didn't even attempt it. I don't know. I don't, that's what yeah, I got. That was, that was like an advanced high five is literally what that was. That was job, buddy. You're going to score. <laughs> dude, that was trash. I was so pissed. Yeah. And it was fire Joe Barry. Like, no, that's not on Barry. That's, it's yep. not. Barry told him to just let him walk in. Yep, yep. that's what he told him in practice. Barry's like, hey, this guy's never scored a touchdown. Let's let this Make-A-Wish kid get in there. Like, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you have to bring it there, man? <laughs> that's, that's, that's how people act on the internet. I know it is. It's, it's just ridiculous, honestly. Oh, random appearance by Brian's wife. <laughs> hi Amanda. Hi. Hi Amanda. You're supposed to say hi Amanda. Uh, Amanda. Hey, off, off topic. Um, how was you guys' one one good week at number one in hockey? North Dakota's there now. So. Hey, hey, hey! Settle down. Leave him alone. He's got one fun thing to do in North Dakota. <laughs> Two. She just left the room. <laughs> Oh fuck, we're getting canceled today. Um Jake, how was the rush defense? Uh to be honest with you, I feel like the numbers lied a little bit. Um yeah. so Herbert was just was having flashbacks to the Rose Bowl when he was at Oregon because he ran oh, all over off. I'm sorry. I was thinking about it when he had Dude, the big I run. had that. That was completely not even in my mind until you Dude, said you didn't that. have any flashbacks on Sunday? No. That didn't even cross my mind. Different colored jerseys. I was not even thinking about it. Bro, I saw a quarterback who could sling it, and he was running all over our defense. I was having flashbacks. It was like I World War II. Bringing that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> Herbert had eight carries for 73 yards. It's a nine-yard average. It was 73. I didn't even look. Oof. Well, he, he had, had like a long... 35 on one play. Oh, he, had a, he had a long of 28. Um, right. Eckler had 10 for 64. He had a long of 37. Did he not look right on that run? I was like, is he like slowing down? Or maybe he was never that Dude, fast, but I just the felt natural like grass fucks with people for some reason, yeah. man. He looked a little chubby. Yeah. Um Kelly had six for 13. So why I said it was a lie, because in total they had 24 carries for 150 yards. That's a 6.3 yard average. But if you take out the 27 and uh, the 37 and the 28 yard run, that's 65 yards. They would have had 22 carries for 85 yards. That's a 3.8-yard average. And that's honestly what I thought it was more like. Um, I mean, Herbert really was just choosing the correct time to scramble. He's a good player. Oh. Um, I just seen an update. Wow, according to Bill. He had a lacerated kidney. Yeah, that's, yeah, I saw that. 
What a tough son of a gun, dude, to stay in the freaking game after that. I have the play. So when we talk about Jordan Love later, we can see the play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, the, the Packers had three missed tackles in against the run. I know we're going to have a whole separate section for tackling, but they only they had three missed tackles against the Chargers in the run. That's pretty on par for their average on the season. So The tackling, I hate Simon for missing the last two games to cover because it's been so rough. And <clears throat> this is why... Over the course of the season, I've spent a lot of weeks calling the fire Joe Barry narrative lazy because there's more at play here. Mm-hmm. So the Packers had 12 missed tackles this week, a week after having 13 or 16. Sorry. They went from 16 last week to 12 this week, which is better, but being better than the worst I've ever seen is not a big mark for you. Now, Jake brought up the rushing that they had 18 for 150. 109 yards after contact. That's not great. That is over two-thirds of their yardage after contact. Yep. Last week, it was 119 out out of 205. Now. If the Packers can continue the trend and go down another four missed tackles and only have eight next week, I could live with that. However, the last time the Packers played the Lions, Green Bay had 13 missed tackles um, and was one of the three 200-plus rushing yard games that the Packers have given up this season. And again, over 50 yards of that, that 211 rushing yards that the Lions had, was after contact, 120 out of their 211 in week four. The scary part about that, too, is they weren't using Jameer Gibbs as much as they should have been, and now they are. Like, that dude is a serious <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, Montgomery's not a joke either, dude. Yeah, he's having a strong season. You, you could tell that Montgomery was was good with the Bears. Spoiler alert. Now he's behind probably the best offensive line in football. Yeah. All right. So, Jake, defensive line and pass rush. Yep, so lump these bad boys together. So, with the D-line – uh, I'm going to start there. Uh, in the run game, Slayton had a tackle, had one miss. Clark had a tackle, and he was actually – I thought he was pretty good redirecting runs and kind of controlling double teams. His, gap, went, his uh, gap responsibility was much better than it was against Pittsburgh. Yeah, his uh, his impact didn't re- wasn't really a stat, in my opinion. Like, he was just, you know, doing what he was supposed to do, right? Um, Wooden had one assist tackle, and Wyatt had a, one tackle that was just in the run game. Now, when you go to the pass rush, uh, we had two sacks, three quarterback hits, and 16 quarterback hurries. That is a big number. Mm-hmm. The sacks were Gary and Carl Brooks. Yeah. Carl Brooks got his third of the season. Gary got his sixth of the season. Uh, in terms of quarterback hits, Preston Smith had two of the three. He's up to seven. Gary had the other one. He's also up to seven. You go to hurries. Kenny Clark, six. Yeah. <laughs> He's up to 19 on the season. Uh, Preston Smith had three. He's up to 13. Wyatt had two. He's up to 22 hurries on the season. So quietly having a pretty dang good year, in my opinion. Nice. TJ Slayton had two. He's up to eight. Walker, Anagbari, and Brooks all had one apiece. Walker and Anagbari are at six hurries. And Carl Brooks is up to nine hurries, you know, in limited snap count. So Carl Brooks 
He's, he's looking like a player, bro. Him and Wooden, dude. I'm big fans of those, dude. They can yeah, continue getting for, more snaps. I know Brooks is already a big dude, but one year in the NFL, like, weight room, conditioning, everything, this dude could be an absolute monster. Bro, technique, bro. <laughs> dude, Carl Brooks is going to be, like, a real player on this team. Yeah. I think he already is. Yeah. And, like, his the, the potential that he's flashed is monstrous. Yeah. Everyone's nice timing, nice timing, Barry. Right as like, like, monstrous. Barry said Brooks Barry? is a beast. I Remember really that? I think Brooks really had like two 10-plus sack seasons in the, in college. And everyone's like, well, let's see if it translates. Well, guess what? So far, so good. It's, it's starting to translate. I saw a lot of people saying, oh, he's a Bowling Green. I don't give a shit. Also, Barry, I'm really looking forward to your weather report this week. It's going to be interesting. Aaron Jones went to UTEP. So, yeah. <clears throat> um. On the season, Carl Brook has three sacks in 240 snaps. Which he's, is not playing, he's playing all over the line, though. He's playing DN. He's right. playing nose tackle. I would he's say he's got, he's got three sacks, uh, one quarterback hit, nine hurries, four passes defensed, and he's only missed one tackle. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, I'm a fan. Uh, Bryant, how was the red zone defense? Uh, I know you guys kind of talked about it, and, and I agree, like, you know, you can call it luck with the drops or whatever. Sure. But guess what? They didn't execute. Everyone's always the sun. Guess what? We played in the sun too. How the or it was the grass. Guess what? They talked about how their coach he made a huge emphasis on cleats all day. And and what happens on the last drive? Eckler falls and slips on the ground because he probably didn't have the proper cleats on. That's not the Packers' fault. That's the Chargers' fault. So yeah. uh, no way to slice it. Probably our rest our best defense in the red zone was their their miscues and their drops. Uh, the fumble was good. You know, he did fall on that one, but guess what? It still got punched out, and guess what? We still recovered it. Um, so, you know, we made the plays that we had to. They were one for four. You can easily say, well, they should have been four for four. Well, guess what? They weren't. At the end of the day, they are one for four because they make mistakes just like every other team does, and they hurt them. We've done this all year. Packers have done this. It was nice to see the ball bounce in their way one time mm-hmm. because there's been – like we, we were just talking about playoffs. There could – like – we're so close on those other games. We've, did you see that stat? We were one for four, and the same with the Chargers, one for four with points. That's um, uh, games that within four points. That tells me that this team's been competing all year. We've been very close yeah. all year. It's just not swinging our way this year. When we yeah. learn to win, those are gonna that one and four. Even if that was two and two, or three and two at our at this point now, that's a huge difference we're talking about, like yeah. in our standing and everything. So, so uh-huh. Barry said the weather report is indoors. Jake has done that before. I, that's what I was going to say, honestly. <laughs> They're in a dome. That's what Jake usually says. Let me say something about the cleats real quick, because this is, this is always just baffling to me that teams watch, you know, you can't tell me that an NFL player has never watched the game at Lambeau and watch people slip and talk about the cleats. You can't tell me that's not in their scouting report, dude. Like, how the heck? Like, I told my son, <laughs> like, I was watching the game with my son, and he's like, why are they slipping all over the place? I was like, because he plays on a turf. He's used to playing with certain kind of cleats. So, you know, he these certain cleats are made for turf, and you can run faster. You have to put longer cleats in, which slows people down. So it's either you run the risk of slipping because you want to try to be as fast as possible, or you put your big boy pants on, you put the big boy cleats on, and you just make it work. Yeah. And nobody wants to. And Justin Jefferson literally hit a ref with a helmet last year because he was freaking out. <laughs> just put yeah. the damn cleats on, dude. <clears throat> I will say on the one that was on the last drive that people are like, oh, if Eckler doesn't fall, he gets a first down. Eckler was wrong. He planted on the wrong foot. 
he tried to cut off of his right foot. That was the first mistake before the cleats. Mm. I didn't even see that. Yeah, he tried to cut to his right off of his right foot. So his whole body is going this way, and he's trying to plant on his outside foot to go this way while his foot is going this way. Like, Yeah, and, and I know that a coach mandated the screw-on cleats, so I'm surprised that they they should have been able to change them throughout the game. They must not have. Um, yep. so. Halftime, they should have. Yeah. That's that's called making an adjustment. Uh, up, uh, okay, so Jake, third down defense. Third down defense was a little rough, uh, but – Good quarterback. We knew really. we knew the Chargers were a good third down team. Yeah, I know. We, yeah. I know. We I'm, not, I'm not even like I'm not even mad about it. I mean, there was just some plays where Herbert, you know, he ran for a first down on a third down. We gave up yeah. two touchdowns on third down. One of them was that piss poor tackle attempt, um, and then the other one was the Keenan Allen touchdown. But you know, that throw was just disgusting, dude. <laughs> that was a freaking rope. I mean, there's a few quarterbacks in the league that make that. Throw. Yeah, Justin Herbert is one of them. Yep. Yeah, we used to have one of them. So when I see it from another team, I'm kind of like, I remember when we had that. <laughs> we might still give them a chance. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold your, yeah. I know that love has a good arm, but dude, that, that's that a, one, I think of one throw with Rodgers when he had like a broken leg against the Cowboys and he was going to yeah. his left. He was off the wrong leg and he fucking throws a fireball between two people. I'm like, oh, hell no. But, anyways, <laughs> um, on third and three and shorter, they only had one attempt. We, we didn't hold them. They didn't have a lot of short third down attempts. They went one for one there. Uh, third and medium, they picked up three of their of their seven. So they were pretty good in the third and mediums. And then uh, third and seven, they picked up three of their six. So they were seven of 14 overall. They went all one on fourth down, which that was a weird way to start the game where we yeah. didn't convert a fourth down and then they didn't convert a fourth down. Big stand um, by the defense there. That was weird. Um but, yeah, just the two oh, touchdowns on third down was really the thing that kind of stuck out to me. But, you know, when you look at the context of the situation, it's like one crazy throw and one really shitty tackle attempt. Yeah. Um, on the subject of coaching, again, we kind of talked about Joe Barry already. I really don't have a ton of um, coaching complaints. However, if you – uh, if you want to change Joe Barry's defense, the solution that I gave on Sunday was to just never let any offensive players ever cross the line of scrimmage. Uh, yeah, that way, yeah, that way they can just never gain yards ever. Um, yep. Yeah, just play press coverage, uh, borderline offsides, and then just yeah, just uh, make sure they don't ever cross the line of scrimmage. Uh, running plays too, just make sure they don't ever cross the line of scrimmage. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's just yeah, just never, just never move forward. Uh, by the opponents, and then uh, and then we'll have the perfect defense. I think that checks all the boxes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, in honesty, now though, we're talking Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen, and even Austin Eckler. Like what I said was probably one of the best quarterback, wide receiver, running back trios in the league against rookies, practice squad guys, and veteran Jonathan Owens in the secondary. Like we we have to temper our expectations. If Jair was playing in this game and Keenan Allen still went ten for one sixteen in a touchdown, sure, I could understand a little bit of disappointment or frustration. Mm-hmm. However, Corey Valentine, Carrington Valentine, Corey Valentine, that's a rookie and a practice squad guy. And then we're talking Keyshawn Nixon in the slot, and then Anthony Johnson Jr. rookie. And Jonathan Owens, a veteran cut from the Texans. 
can we talk about Anthony Johnson Jr. How hard that dude hits? I thought for sure that was gonna be a flag in the red zone. I mean, the zone, but he he did it wow. He smoked him so hard. Uh, unlike the clown you have on Denver that just got off suspension from a hit during our game, then goes around tries to kill Dobbs. Like, there's a certain way to hit, and Anthony Johnson Jr. seems to know what it is. Yeah, he, he hits went hard. Shoulder, and he he went shoulder to shoulder. So. Yeah, that was a great, yeah, great body control by Anthony Johnson Jr. to if go. That guy caught the ball originally. He will, I promise you, he's not holding on to that. Through yeah, that. That's going flying into like the third row. Yeah. Bro, bro, that might have popped near him at a tip drill, to be honest with you, with yeah. where he hit him. Could be. Hit him on the shoulder. So maybe it pops up in the air, you know? Yeah. Could be. And yeah, you brought it up. I mean, <laughs> even the announcers are like, oh, that's got to be a penalty with how hard he hit him. And then even the announcers are like, oh, well, yeah, that's, oh, he hit him with the shoulder uh, on the shoulder. Like, that was pretty much as textbook as you can call it, right? Yeah, that's what I think they were trying to say he launched or he was, you know, defenseless receiver or something. Yeah, not really. I mean, he was facing him. I mean, yeah. that's that's good. Look, we've seen that. how the flags have gone against the Packers this year. Uh, so there has been. That was a nice one. They're all sitting here. Yeah, so. <laughs> Oh, uh, very turned on the radio broadcast. Yeah, we've had a handful of games like that. I actually talked to somebody on Twitter about that. The the fact that they put Jonathan Vilma in a Packers Saints matchup, like bro. Yeah. Oh my god, the NFL is yeah, fucking dumb sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I got it. Let's put this guy who played most of his career on the Saints. Let's put him in a in a Saints broadcast. That's supposed. Yeah, to- he won his one Super Bowl with them, so he probably doesn't like him very much. Yeah, yeah, he'll probably be no problem being impartial. Yeah. Okay. But, like I said, rookies, practice squad guys, and Jonathan Owens, we are in no position to be demanding stops from the secondary. And the pass rush, I get it. It plays a part, too. they got to figure out more ways to dial up more pressure, which they did this game, so I will give them credit for that. But, I mean, it's it, they, they have to help each other out. The coverage has to help the pass rush. The pass rush has to help the coverage. And the linebackers are just everywhere in between. And... I hope we get through at least one game with our middle linebacker staying healthy. Jesus, right? <laughs> it seems like between Quay and Devondre Campbell, they've played, I want to say it's something like 20% of snaps together. Holy God. It's 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 either, it's somewhere between 20 and 35. It's in there. I know it is for sure. And everyone with the Shaq Leonard idea, absolutely not until, uh, you know, he clears waivers. And then maybe you think about it. Shaq, or Shaq Barrett, what's his name? Leonard. Leonard. Leonard, yeah. So, sure, but not when he's due nineteen million dollars in the next three years. Yeah, year. right. Yeah, I, I would, I would claim him after he. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. There's waivers. Yeah, if he wants to sign with I have a feeling he'll go to a contender. I mean, I'm really not against the idea of bringing him on. Another veteran guy. Just don't claim him. When he was right, he was really good against the pass. But he hasn't been right for a few years now. Yeah. Okay. Other than that, time of possession, Packers won 32 to 28. Packers had drives of five minutes, five minutes and 34 seconds, six minutes and 37 seconds. Packers sustained some good drives. Yep. Those are big drives. But 
their touchdown drives, 251, 221, 129. I'm okay with that. That's awesome. Yeah. If they balance that out and they have some big boy drives like the six minute one ended, well, I guarantee one of those six minute ones ended up in a missed field goal, probably. Yep. And the other one is an amazing field goal. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I know. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Okay. So now we can talk about Jordan Love. And I know Bryant has a game he wants to play, but we're going to talk about a couple plays real quick first. So this, oh man, this is, this is so good. <laughs> So Jordan Love finds Dontavian Wicks at the 30-yard line. After this plays, I'm going to pause it again because I want you guys to see something that I noticed right away. And it impresses me even more with Jordan Love. I'm so sick. <laughs> Such a dime, dude. Okay. Now, the first thing I noticed after watching it from this angle step up in the pocket. Nope. Well, I mean, that yes, but that's not what I noticed as far as where the receivers are. Look between right around the 15-yard line. A.J. Dillon, wide open. Love could have checked that down and taken, you know, seven or eight yards. But he keeps his eyes downfield and finds Dontavian Wicks for an extra 20 yards. Well, he's somewhere wide-ass open, Dillon. Well, <laughs> so- <laughs> I wrote on my paper because I was taking notes as we were watching the game, and right before this play, I said, if he took a sack, and I said, and it was the one where he held on the ball forever, I said, Jordan, you need to get rid of the ball is what I wrote down. And I put dot, dot, dot. Holy crap, what a play to flip your hips and get the ball out there. I'll, I hope you have the angle that I shared from that tweet. Do you have that angle? Uh, it's kind of close. Okay. Because people angle. can fully appreciate this. It's not, it's not the one over Love's shoulders, but it is still a back angle. Yeah, so this one, if you can, guys can find the ground level one, whoever's watching, you want to see why everyone's – the Packers aren't quick to move on from Jordan Love. Watch that angle. This cool. isn't just – this. people say, oh, he's in the NFL. That's not just an NFL throw. That's a – this dude has a potential to be a special type of athlete player, quarterback throw. To flip that and then throw it across the body like that on a rope to a wide receiver, we've seen that before by a previous quarterback that played for Green Bay. That was a that is, fucking dime. That is not throw. a normal throw. Like, good Jared call on the flip in the hips. Probably too. isn't making that throw. You yeah, know, so. other quarterback, Kirk Cousins, probably not making that throw. Like, that's a weird off-platform, weird angle arm throw on a rope. So, with his head up the whole time, he steps up in the pocket, keeps his head up into the field. That's just a disgusting throw. And this is why anyone calling for them to move on to Clifford already is insane. Yeah, Jake just shared a mock draft for a guy who was saying the Packers draft's quarterback. If they can, I mean, yeah, right here he could. AJ Dillon's got his hand up. He could take a check down to to AJ Dillon. So to your credit, like what you're talking about, Tyler. If he checks that down, guess what? We're punting. Maybe, yeah, we maybe, maybe. I don't know how this drive ended. Probably in a score, being as that play, but or maybe that's just a missed field goal one. But either way, like that's just incredible. This was like their second drive of the second quarter, I think. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Because I – yeah. Okay. But, yeah. I mean, good call on the flipping the hips, too. Just a dime. Absolute dime. And then this is one other play, and this one is kind of important for a couple of reasons. But 
<clears throat> this is Jordan Love again, making another really good play. I think this one's also third down, if I'm not mistaken. A tight window throw, which we oh, actually yeah. can make a couple of. Against Derwin James. That's not that's not a nobody. That's an yeah. all pro. Look at the pressure in his face right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. Is because he knows he's gonna get hit and he still delivers a dime into a tight window. I mean he's wow. looking at six guys. I'm and... not saying that this throw is more impressive, but if you're gonna show a young quarterback and you're trying to like build his confidence, this is an NFL quarterback throw right here. Yeah. He knows the timing, he's getting hit. The pressure, the anticipation, all of it. Everything was perfect on there. Now, uh, this is sad. It's unfortunate because this is the play that Luke Musgrave gets hurt on. Yeah. As you can see at the end, he kind of grabs at his rib cage a little bit. He stayed in for like another four plays. Finished the game. Yeah, what a freaking psycho, dude. <laughs> I appreciate the toughness, but, bro, was it like this? Was this before or after Jordan Love had missed him for like what would have been a pro probably a 75, 80 yard touchdown too? This is before. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like this is the, the fact for him to and then he's screaming up the spot sidelines on that play, right? So hey, it's just Devil's advocate. If Musgrave doesn't have a fucking bleeding kidney, is he running a little bit faster and makes that catch? <laughs> maybe. Shit, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Jordan Love doesn't know that his kidneys are bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, he didn't Luke Musgrave didn't know. <laughs> It's his kidney. <laughs> I'm glad he's okay. Yeah, exactly. it is, yeah. Yes. Bottom he line. didn't complain until Monday. That's probably because he woke up peeing blood and then probably had a huge bruise where his kidney is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he won't uh, play. He won't he's play not Barry. playing Thursday. Uh, okay. They haven't ruled out IR for him yet. I think they have to probably – I don't know if you do – surgery on a lacerated kidney or how you stop that from internally bleeding or how they do it or they do an MRI. I'm not a doctor it would obviously. probably depend on how big the cut was, I guess. Yeah. I'm not a medical expert, so don't quote me on that. If surgery if they had to cut into him, I would bet anything that he's probably out for weeks. He'll probably end up on IR, which would be very unfortunate for the rookie season he's did put, did they put Bakhtiari on IR last year after his appendectomy? No. Because I think I don't think I think he only missed three games. Yeah, but so, wait, but acting yeah. you know, taking something out, and not sewing up a a kidney. So I don't know how they really fix that. A lot, I think there's a lot more cutting to do with an appendectomy than there is with a yeah. lacerated kidney. Again, yeah. I'm not a doctor; just yeah. guessing. <laughs> there's probably there's definitely more muscle to go through in the front than in the back. So, oh no, your back has a lot of muscles too. I don't know. We'd have, you know, <laughs> none of us are doctors. We <laughs> all fail anatomy. <laughs> I've watched a lot of House and Scrubs in my lifetime. I stayed at Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> yes, remember those those are my qualifications. <laughs> uh, a big ER fan in my early days. Yeah. Okay. Brian, what did you see from Jordan Love? Uh, one second, let me pull it up here. Um, I had scrolled down to my game stuff. I was looking at. So, absolutely great game by Love. Uh, he missed the one, obviously, throw to Musgrave. Um, had a few that he would probably make easier – uh, the one to, on the sideline to Watson that they originally called that he was in out at the one. For one, I don't know what the ref was seeing. Two, he was clearly out. Two, if he would have caught it, it was a touchdown. So I don't know what the ref was seeing on that play. Either way, um, if he throws that like a half a second sooner or just half a step sooner, it has a much better chance of uh, being complete. Great catch by Watson, by the way. Um, 
but really there was just as many drops as there was, um, you know, throws that he wished he threw a little bit better, but there was no like super egregious throws that I thought were bad. Anytime you complete, you know, almost 68% of your passes go over 300 yards. He was so close to the 350 that I called for. And then uh, don't turn the ball over while throwing two touchdowns and then making some ridiculous throws. That's a pretty good game. So um, I thought, I thought he played a good game against the Rams. I thought he played a better game against Pittsburgh. And I thought this was easily the best game so far. And people can say, well, and Chargers defense sucks. Guess what? what? What are you supposed to do against the worst pass defense in the league? You're supposed to shred them. If he, if he looked like crap, I would be worried. Sure. He didn't. Yeah. And I'll throw this out there, too. We do also hope that Joey Bosa is okay. Yeah. Like, we're not going to, like, be like, oh, yeah, one of their best passes. I like he's avoiding IR, so that's good. Yeah. It wasn't uh, – it sounds like both him and Jones, both we've seen the, both those injuries, you were thinking, oh, man. Um yeah. That's really rough. Turns out pretty good news for both of them. Barry, uh, I'll caution this. Hopefully it's not six, eight weeks because every injury is probably a little bit different. So right. hopefully that's not and, the case. Though. Yeah. And like, I'm not, not that I'm saying that it's different for, you know, what I would call normal people, but Luke Musgrave is what I would say as a professional athlete. So I yeah. think that could probably impact his return a little bit too. I hope it doesn't end the season. That would be. Well, I, on top of that, he has like constant, care like people constantly helping him right you know putting the right <laughs> stuff in him helping yeah. him do the right thing so that that matters too yeah i have a kidney i only need one i will go to wisconsin <laughs> <laughs> oh when rogers broke his collarbone the first time i was yeah. i was willing to give him mine yeah. <laughs> i don't need it i don't throw football right though barry but hopefully it's not the case because i would hate yeah. for the season to end like that because he's looked yeah. he's just continued to look better and better yeah uh jake what are you thinking about jordan love so I'm not really interested in the numbers. All those numbers are great. Don't get me wrong. But for me, I just want to see his footwork. Um, I want to see, want to see, you know, the quick decisions, which he was, he's been getting better. And, you know, to Brian's point, he's kind of stacking these good performances, right? And we haven't even seen the peak uh, where this is just the beginning. So for him to have 322 yards in just the beginning, oh boy. <laughs> you guys better buckle up because we might have a third in a row. Um, for me, I just, I just want to see him gel, uh, get playing time with these young, young receivers. I, I talked about it earlier. We have four guys, four top receivers that are just kind of good at one specific thing. They're just really, really good at that. And I just want love to take advantage of that. It's going to hurt without Jones and Musgrave. That's a big loss. If we would have only lost one of them, I would have been like, all right, we can still handle this, but losing both of them. Uh, kind of sucks, but and weeks for this you know, week likely, yeah. As a yeah, on a short week, to on top of that, it, but you know, like I said earlier, might be the Tucker Craft coming out party. So we'll see if Love can uh, get something going with Tucker Craft, and uh, we need a Christian Watson game, dude. Yeah, I'm sorry, but Love and Christian Watson, they got they got to get it together this week. Uh, that's the next step for me. My big thing with Jordan Love was his decisiveness is way up. Yep. Um, <clears throat> seeing the open man and ripping it. Barry said next year is Love's MVP year. Just wait, give it him, give him time. I'd say next year it would continue uh, growing, and then a year after that, if he continues at the pace, that's when his window opens up. I agree. Yep, that's fair. Um, Jordan Love started the second half nine for nine. His first incompletion was a ball that was batted down at the line of scrimmage. His second incompletion was a ball that was dropped by Dontavian Wicks. So he could have essentially started the second half uh, 10 for 11. 
That was such a good throw too to Dontavian that he dropped mm. him on that third down. Hit him on the hand. Dart like right outside of the cornerback. <clears throat> and you guys already brought up the 300-yard passing. Jordan Love also third down, five for eight, 56 yards, just over 11 yards per completion. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you guys want to say on the Chargers game? We own LA. Touche. Yeah. Very fun game, like Brian said when we first started. Yeah. Okay. Now, moving into the Lions game, Brian, what are you looking for from the Packers offense against the Lions? Can we do my game, or are we skipping that part to later? Oh, that's right. I forgot about your game. Yeah. So, all right. I'm I'm going to have you guys guess the quarterback, all right? I'm going to read out some stats, and you're going to tell me who the quarterback, okay? It's just going to be yards, touchdowns, and interceptions. Is it this season or over? This season so far. Uh, You've probably seen a little bit of this going on Twitter or whatever, so you might know a few of these, but – all right, this quarterback has this in currently at 2,743 yards, 16 touchdowns, and eight interceptions. 16 and eight. AFC or NFC? It's NFC. Is it golf? It is golf. Nice. That a boy. I figured the lot of yards was golf. Okay, so this quarterback, this is an AFC quarterback sitting at 2,619 um Yards, 19 touchdowns, and nine interceptions. Holy shit. That's got to be That's got to be Stroud. Is that Stroud? No. Is it Tua? No. 2,600 yards? 19 touchdowns and nine interceptions. Holy shit. I am... Is that Allen? It's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, What? We missed the low-hanging fruit on that one. He has nine interceptions already. All right, this quarterback sitting at twenty four hundred ninety seven yards, fifteen touchdowns, and nine interceptions. Tua. This is NFC. Oh, okay. Jalen Hurts. It's Jalen Hurts. Look at this fucking guy. The NFC quarterbacks I got for some reason. I don't know. The AFC right. that was tough. NFC right here. This quarterback is sitting at two two thousand two hundred sixty yards, nine touchdowns, and eight interceptions. Oh, I should know this. Stafford. Matt Stafford. Oh, yeah. hey, 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 we're undefeated on the <laughs> NFC. All right, this quarterback, this quarterback sitting at 2,331 yards, 16 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. That's got to be Josh Allen. Yeah, that's got to be good. Josh it's Allen? Jordan, it's Jordan Love. Oh, hey, I'll take that. So what do you what are you guys seeing? What's the one thing in common between Goff, Mahomes, Hurts, and Stafford? Uh, there eight interceptions. What? Eight interceptions. MVP they, candidates. They all played in the Super Bowl the last four years. Touche. And oh. Jordan Love's numbers are similar. And people are screaming about Jordan Love. This dude is his first year starting. It's a down year kind of around the NFL for quarterbacks. He, does, he has one more interception than – let me go back through it. Um, he has two more than Goff, one more than Patrick Mahomes, one more than Hurts. And two more than Stafford, but Stafford he has seven more touchdowns. Like, for so for people to be screaming like, and I'm not saying that Jordan Love is any of these guys. What I'm saying is that you guys look at, or a lot of people look at the numbers and freak out. What mm-hmm. I see is a quarterback who's played ten games where he was the designed starter for, and he's having you know yeah a little down on yards, but we can talk about drops and everything. But he's not like that far off of any of these guys, like. I care less about yards than touchdowns, too. I mean, Rodgers was never a huge yards guy. 
Yeah, exactly. He would have so, 48, 50 touchdowns. I'm not saying Jordan Love's going to yeah, have that, but yeah. even if he gets 30. So I want to be very clear. I'm not saying that Jordan Love is going to be Mahomes or any of these people. Right. But look at the weapons. That, and I know Jalen Hurts a lot, adds a lot on his feet, but Jordan Love has added some on his feet too. But I would say A.J. Brown's better than any wide receiver on uh, our team. Would you guys argue with that? No. Not at all. I would say Devontae Smith at this point is probably better than any wide receiver at our team. Close, but not an argument. Yeah. Not an argument. So I would say that Dallas Goddard was a more established tight end than any person on our team. So when you start talking about like, let him develop and stuff and everyone's screaming for Clifford, it's like, open your eyes and look at it around the NFL. Like these quarterbacks, Jordan Love has proven so far that he is a starting quarterback in the NFL. Now he needs to prove if he's a starting quarterback in the NFL that you need to really have the right pieces, all the right pieces around to win the Super Bowl, or if he can elevate the team to the next level and win a Super Bowl. So people just need to give it time and stop freaking out. We've seen good things from all of the Packers pass catchers in different games. Where, whereas even this week, you know, Jaden Reed was one of the stars of the game, but Dante Evian Wicks was actually the guy that led the team in receiving yards. Yeah. Rookie quarterback, our rookie wide receiver. I didn't pull up the rookie wide uh, receiving numbers this, this game, but I guarantee they're huge again. Like, this is who he's throwing to. He's learning and developing the guys. So be patient. Like, I stop. talked about it. I talked about it on Sunday, and I can. Um, Jonathan, Jonathan I will the Lions and Chiefs. I'll I would love it. on that one, but I would love it. <laughs> yeah, I would love it. We're going to talk about how they can. So, I mean, we got that. Okay. I pulled up the Packers from Sunday. Um, they're leading wide receivers. Number one, Dontavian Wicks, rookie. Number two, Romeo Dobbs, second-year player. Number three, Jaden Reed, rookie. Number four, Tucker Craft, rookie. A.J. Dillon, Luke Musgrave, number six, rookie. Number seven, Christian Watson, second-year player. And then Emmanuel Wilson, Malik Heath, and Aaron Jones each had one reception. Yeah. It's, it, it's, People it's should be excited fun. that they're watching this grow together. Exactly. That's Those exactly numbers are not – Oh, I got a, Cody who watches our show. I woke up to a nice text Monday or a message Monday morning. He said, because I, you know, you guys went live after or whatever. And I said his stats and all this yep. stuff. Did you know that Jordan Love this year has thrown for more yards than Justin Fields has thrown for in any season in his career so yep. far? Yep. <laughs> I got to get my bear shot in there. But like, uh, bear stats, I guarantee you are like, like they probably watched that game and they're like, not again, please. Not again. As they're watching their guy fumble away a victory. Uh, that they're leading by 12 points with three minutes and 40 something seconds left. So that's yep. wild. We're going to talk about that. So start with, start with what you're looking for from the Packers offense, Bryant against the Lions defense. Um, once again, can we keep up? Um, this is why I, I literally wrote this. I don't even know if we bother trying to get a running game going. We will run the ball to keep them honest, but I think uh, we need to see some more end arounds, more Jaden Reed in the backfield is going to be a big thing for me this week. Uh, and some accurate short throws um, to act as a running game. Lions have a top five run defense, in the, and but they're in the middle of the pack against the pass. Um, they're still only giving up like 223 yards a game um, in that aspect, but still that's much better than trying to run against them. Um, they have given up 16 pass touchdowns. They have snagged eight interceptions, two against Jordan in the first game. Uh, one was kind of a miss, a read between him yeah. and Dobbs, but yeah. – um, and they're – you know, they're – but the thing is they're not um, – not pressuring the quarterback crazy. They've get, they've sacked the quarterback just as much as we have. The one thing is we did give up five sacks against them. We cannot do that again. Yeah. Um, it sucks that we don't have Musgrave because they were not great against tight ends. Um, but really in this game, we cannot I, – I feel like we need to come out slinging it. 
I think Love needs to throw the ball again 40, 45 times. But we do need to gel up some easy completions. We do need to run the ball to try to keep them a little bit honest. But I doubt – I would not expect a lot of success in this. But I'm very excited to see Jaden Reed in the backfield. Uh, I think we're going to have to see that. And then um, this is another game. We cannot – like, if we, we, we got lucky leaving four points on the board against the Chargers, we cannot leave four points on the board against this team. It will not – It's they're too good. Um, Jonathan said, watch, we're going to sneak in the playoffs and upset – Detroit in the first round. I would love that. Oh man. So much for the amount of trash that, that Detroit fans have talking about. Like it's yeah, it would be insufferable. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those situations where it's like an act like you've been there situation, and it's clear that Detroit fans have not been good yeah. like ever. Um like some of the <laughs> crazy things since the last time the Lions were eight and two. It's just wild to see some of the things that have happened. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Jake, what, looking, what are you looking for from the Packers offense? Um, just consistency. Stay ahead of the chains. Um, I don't know if we can fully abandon the run, and I'm not saying that's what you're saying, but I was. I'm in the same, you know, thinking as we need to use the passing game as an extension of the run. Some screens. Um, just get the ball into the playmakers' hands and just make it happen. Um, Honestly, the Lions' defense is so good because they play with a lead all the time. That's my personal opinion. Um, not that they didn't show up, but the Bears' offense is pretty trash. And they were kind of allowing the Bears to kind of do whatever they wanted for three and a half quarters. Like, let's yeah. call it what it is, right? Jake, so, we talked about with the Bucks yesterday where, like, the, the Wizards took a one-point lead, and then it was like, all right, time to shut this down. Yeah, and, like, it, there, there's something to be said about, you know, playing up to your competition, and we'll get into that tomorrow. Yeah. But, um why can't the Packers play up to the Lions competition, right? Um, there's no reason – there's going to be no weather. So nothing to affect this game weather-wise. Um, they're going to be playing on a fast track. So I say you just – you put these speed guys out there, which, by the way, uh, Jaden Reed now has the seventh fastest clock time for a ball carrier this season. Um, five of those are like freaking Tyreek Hill because that guy's an Olympian. So Raheem Mostert's right? probably the other two. Um, <laughs> actually, Achen's up there too. Oh, yeah. The I Dolphins are literally just all a track. Of you did in my in my running back rankings. So <laughs> when we do draft prep next year, pay attention to me because I'm the smart one. <laughs> yeah, we're going with that. Um, <laughs> the Packers offense. Jordan Love just needs to to get in rhythm early, get the ball in the playmakers' hands, and just let it go, man. We cannot let Hutchinson control this game. By the way, yeah. I will say the Packers' second half offense against the Chargers was humming. Like mm-hmm. I brought up Jordan Love starting the second half nine for nine. I mean, the Packers win. They got a game-winning drive and everything. That said, looking looking at how the Bears built their lead against the Lions is what I did to try to figure out how the Packers beat the Lions. So I looked at the Bears' drives, their scoring drives. Their first touchdown came by Justin Fields running the ball and then spreading the ball around two different receivers. So their first touchdown drive was 10-play, 75-yard drive in five minutes and 37 seconds. Drive was a field goal, 15 plays, 62 yards, 7 minutes and 36 seconds. So Chicago possessed the ball. Their third drive was a field goal, 10 plays, 50 yards, 6 minutes and 21 seconds. How did they lose? Because of the Bears. Holy shit. I'm not done because they they controlled this game. Um, The next touchdown, Fields run. A deep shot on second and 21. They got a field goal. Um, seven plays, only 20 yards, and then uh, three minutes and 13 seconds. 
And then they got another field goal, a 14-play, 70-yard drive in 8 minutes and 45 seconds. Almost an entire quarter. How did they lose? Because it's the Bears. That just makes no sense. So to switch this, I'm going to go first with the defense because I am not shocked that the Lions were able to come back on the Chicago Bears. It's the Bears. The Lions are mostly healthy, so the Packers have another test. But if the offense does their job, continuing the momentum from Sunday, the defense can hold like the last two drives against the Chargers. The Bears gave up two touchdowns in less than four minutes. Jesus Christ. You look at the last four minutes of the Packer game, what what their defense did to get two stops versus what the Bears' defense did, which was give up two touchdowns. Yep. So that was what the difference was for me. So that's what I'm looking for from the defense is to hold throughout the game. Job Barry said we should start playing who's closer on the temperature. That's funny. I'm done. Um, Bryant, what are you looking for from the Packers defense? Um, I put this just, you know, I put this will be a huge test for the defense. Um, and now they're at, like I said earlier in the show, they're actually using Gibbs how they should be using him. He's <clears> going <throat> to be give us all we can handle him and Montgomery. Uh, they rushed for 210 yards against us last time. If we let that happen again, if they rush for 200 yards, we lose this game. Like I cannot see a scenario unless we score in a bunch of short drives or we're just, you know, firing touchdowns all over the field. If they run for 200 yards um, on us, we can't win this game. In my opinion, uh, this is the best offensive line in the game. Um, so we either need to bring some exotic blisses to get home or I would say be careful of when bringing in pressure and really focus on stopping the run and hitting our gaps. Um, Goff can beat us with his arm, you know, but maybe we don't have to dial up as many blitzes. We just, you know, bring the four man and hopefully, you know, our players like Carl Brooks and Kenny Clark can win some of those, you know, a couple of those battles and make stuff, uh, something happen. Goff has thrown eight interceptions. So if we have that chance, we've had too many dropped interceptions on the year. I think Quay Walker dropped another one this game. You can't drop the uh, interception in this game. This will be another one. Like we, at any chance we have, we have to take advantage. So my biggest thing is that we need, we need to slow down that run. Uh, otherwise we don't have a chance really. Uh, Jake, what are you looking for from the Packers defense? Yeah. So uh, I saw two things. Uh, first of all, I saw that the lions are tied for third with the most drops this season. They have that's 19 hard. drops. Uh, hmm. I forgot who they're tied with giants maybe. Um, so that's San probably Diego after this last game. Was that? <laughs> I said San Diego after this last game. LA. San, who's San Diego? SeaWorld. That's where San they should Diego be. Shamus. That is where they should be. I agree with that. That is where they should be. Oh, he is they the worst. Not a fourth them to LA. That was stupid. The Rams um, win the Super Bowl and they still can't get fans in their stadium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if, if they pay them, they come, right? <laughs> For Monday Night Football. Um, I haven't seen that lady since. <laughs> But uh, of the beach, yeah, right. So uh, after that, <clears throat> oh, okay. So here it is, Jared Goff. Jared Goff has the second most turnovers in the NFL since 2018. 85 hmm. turnovers in 87 Damn. games. Oh, if the Packers are going to win this game, <clears throat> they're gonna have to get turnovers, and they're gonna have to score touchdowns. That is literally it. Because the Lions turnovers, I like it. The Lions are good. Barry said, I think they get free tickets. Well, and my fans my birthday is on Friday. What I want for my birthday is to see after the game Jordan Love and Christian Watson standing at that turkey eating on turkey leg. Okay. Nice. Oh. Can we get that? Can oh. we get that? That'd be so awesome. The mama, the Mia, Tyler. The mama, <laughs> There'd be a little extra gravy in my house. 
<laughs> you know, you know, oh, in, in Tyler and I's world, we have the Bucks and Celtics tomorrow. Yeah. And then we have Lions and Packers right away on Thursday morning, dude. This could be and then and then on Saturday we have the Badgers getting Max. the axe back. This could be a freaking phenomenal weekend. Yeah. It's really setting up for a phenomenal weekend. I'm going to this I'm going to the hockey game Friday and Saturday night, you know, so that should be fun. And then uh, Well, I'm happy for you. I don't give a shit. I hope you know, that watch the number one team in the nation play. Happy birthday. Uh, yeah, happy birthday. The game's at twelve thirty, right? Yes. Oh, 11.30. 12.30, your time. What do you mean? I'm in the same central... I'm in the central time zone. Is it 11.30? Pretty sure it's 11.30. It is 11.30. Oh, man. Okay, perfect. We don't have people coming home until 5. I told my wife uh, we need to wait. Yeah, I'm not doing shit until like 4 o'clock, so I'm good to go, baby. I'll, I'll put the turkey in the oven and I'll, I'm putting in the briner and stuff. I'm brining it tomorrow, and then I'll put it in at halftime. Attaboy. All right. Okay. Bryant, what is your matchup to watch? So this was – I was trying to find – you know, there's plenty of player-on-player matchup, but this one yeah. I actually – I put Matt LaFleur versus the injury report. I know Ooh. it's kind of, you know, out of left field, but can Matt LaFleur get this team motivated enough and not have them use the injury report as an excuse? Hopefully they're young enough not to think that way, but they also just won a big game that, you know, they're coming off a high and they have to turn around right away. But um, can he get them motivated and ready enough to not use the injury report as an excuse and be competitive in this game? Um the injuries are no doubt ridiculous, but uh, no one's going to feel bad for us. So hopefully, you know, we can we can be right there. But we, they need to have a plan. I like the fact that Matt Lafleur came out and said, uh, I can't remember who he said, but someone was working on their game plan since Friday. So before oh, they even oh game, they knew the turn quick turnaround. Um, so one of the offensive people was working on the game plan um, before the even the Chargers game. So mm. hopefully they're ready to roll. Hopefully he, you know, he he makes it very clear. And hopefully those people are are those players are hungry to fill another victory, right? Um, uh, there's no way to put it. The Lions have had our number the last few years, and I'm sick of it. All right, Jake, what's the matchup you're watching? The Packers versus the line of scrimmage. Oh, um, yeah, don't well, let anybody cross it, and they'll never score. Well, the last matchup, uh, <laughs> it was uh, the first game of week four. The Packers lost to the Lions 34 to 20. That score is not indicative of well, what happened at Lambeau Field. Oh, mm-hmm. they whooped us. The Lions absolutely kicked our ass, and it started up front. They were dominating us on both sides. They dominated our offensive line. They dominated our defensive line. You want a chance in hell in the NFL? You better learn to start controlling that that line of scrimmage. The the Lions are one of the better teams at doing that. They have a really good front seven on defense. They come at you. Obviously, the, the, the proof is in the pudding with their rush defense, right? 89 and a half yards per game. Uh, and then they run the ball like crazy. They're one of the three 200-yard rush games that we've given up. Yep. So if we're going to have a chance in hell, we got we got to fight. So for me, I did pick one of the more basic matchups, and I picked Amon Ross St. Brown. But for me, it's the difference between Jair Alexander and Carrington Valentine. Mm-hmm. Have we heard anything about Stokes this week? I'm guessing he's not playing because he hasn't kind of been doing what Savage has. Savage was declared to return. I don't think they've opened up Stokes's window yet. Okay. Um, I haven't heard anything on Jair either, so I don't know if he's going to play or not. But people got to people got to put some respect on Jair. It's sad that just because he's been injured this season, that people are like forgetting how really fucking good Jair Alexander is. I wonder if he because he practiced limited all week for for getting ready for the Chargers. And then he sat out, and now he's been limited the last two games. So I'm wondering if maybe he was like, okay, I'm going to hold off for the the, the Thanksgiving game. 
Um, I'm hoping, you know, that's just a me hoping. Yeah. So. And it's the logic can work just as well the other way too, where it's like, hey, we got the Thursday game and then we have like a mini buy. Yeah. yeah. So true. I can see both sides of the coin where it's like, this is the game you save him for versus you save him because he gets 10 days off after this game. True. So I see both sides of the coin. Now, where it becomes my matchup to watch is if Jair plays and we can have him against Amon Ra and have Valentine as the cornerback too, I think that presents a big a big boost. And it shouldn't really have to be said that Jair Alexander presents a big boost. Because we saw what he did to Justin Jefferson last year. If he can do something similar to Amon Ra St. Brown, I think that plays very well. Hopefully Barry. Um, Barry said the temperature is going to be full blast in the stadium and the Packers are going to be on fire. Nicely I done. hope so. Nicely done. <laughs> um, Bryant, who is your X factor? I put Jaden Reed, but Jaden Reed in the backfield. Um, I do think that we could see them do a lot with him in the backfield this game. Um, I think he'll line up more. The only concern I'll have is with the Dontavian Wicks being out. Maybe they need him out in the slot as more, unless they really, you know, hopefully Malik Heath, he's going to get more snaps. Hopefully he takes advantage. We need, we need our two, uh, you know, second round, our second year wide receivers to step up big. Like if we're going to win this game, I do feel like Christian Watson really has to have a big game. Um, so I feel like Christian Watson has to take some of the possession yeah. game. Whereas Romeo Dobbs, even though he hasn't had, you know, all these huge, super big games, Romeo Dobbs has seven touchdowns. Yeah. I just feel like we still haven't got Christian Watson in space. And we had the opportunity on that fourth down. Like I said, like I want to see something like that. I want him in space. I want to see him run. I feel like we haven't really seen him run other than the one play where he got horse collared on um, all yeah. year. Yep. Um, I will say on the subject of using them, and you know, we talked about earlier using Watson on that pop pass, having that that horizontal movement is something that could potentially help negate some of the pass rush a little bit mm-hmm. because you're having guys going east and west across your field of vision. Uh, Jake, who's your X Factor? I want real basic, but it's love, and it's for this one reason. He has to remain poised. Uh, the Lions are going to come after you. I didn't watch the whole game because I love myself more than that, but I did watch some re rewatch some of the Lions and Bears game. And Jordan Love was making or Jordan Love. Justin Fields was making a lot of plays with his feet, creating time for his wide receivers to get open. I believe Jordan Love's gonna have to do that to give the Packers wide receivers a couple extra seconds. Uh Dontavian Wicks, we're gonna need you on third down, baby. I don't know if he's playing. He he's gonna play. You think he'll come back from concussion? He'll come back. He'll be fine. Awesome. I'm hoping. Uh that stadium is going to be insane too. So yeah, if we could yeah. score quickly and kind of calm them down, like if we can get the ball in the first possession and score a touchdown, that would help mightily because that place is going to be insane with mm-hmm. the Packers. It, it probably was bad for the Bears. It's going to be even worse for Green Bay because, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? So, <clears throat> yeah, Green Bay versus Chicago. We know what you mean. Well, um, Barry, I'm hoping we don't have to kick too many field goals. I'm hoping it's a lot of touchdowns. Uh, I agree. Yeah, hopefully it's more extra points than field goals. He also needs to make those. Uh, or it's not going to block, but the guy who's letting them get blocked isn't playing this week. So, uh, my X factor is David Montgomery. Mm. Um, hmm, this sucks. In week four, David Montgomery forced eight missed tackles. The Packers yep. missed 13 in week four, eight of them were forced by David Montgomery. That's good. Yep. And I brought up their, two, you know, Bryant brought up their 210, 211 rushing yards. It's different depending on where you look, but 120 yards after contact. That's outrageous. They need to cut that number down by like two thirds. 
So David Montgomery is mine. Uh, Bryant, what is your key to the game? Um, so my key to the game is just slowing down the run. Uh, we've kind of been talking about it whole show. If we want a chance to win this game, we're going to have to slow down the run game. Doesn't Jared Goff can beat us with his arm. But the one thing I know we can't do is let him run the ball and have six, seven-minute drives all day. Unless we're scoring on our little bit of, you know, possessions we get, uh, the last thing we can do is let them just run up and down the field. Jake, what's your key to the game? All right. I'm going to set the scene. I know that everybody kind of laughed at the Lions when uh, Campbell went up there and he said, we're going to bite some kneecaps. That was kind of funny to people, right? Because it was the Lions. But I'll tell yeah, you what. We never hope for injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, don't, we don't cheer for injuries. Um, the Lions have taken that mindset and really put it throughout their entire team. The offensive line plays angry. The defense plays angry. The running backs run angry. If the Packers, and this is my key, the Packers are going to have to match that energy and play with a little bit of an edge. So they're going to have to make bite caps? Hey, you got to bite a kneecap, man. You got to bite a kneecap. It is what it is. <laughs> All right. My key to the game is to keep getting chunk plays. Ooh, I like that. So the Packers had – all right, here we go. <sighs> <laughs> oh, crack, crack. 15, 15, 20, 32, 29, 17, 19, 27, 27, 35, 24. 11 plays of 15-plus yards against the Chargers on Sunday. That's pretty good. So my key to the game is to keep getting chunk plays. See that Love has 17-plus 30-yard completions on the NFL, the season so far this year, which leads the NFL. Eight have been in the last three weeks. Look at you guys. Look at us go. <laughs> All right, Jake. How's the weather? It's indoors, so I don't really give a shit. <laughs> All right. Bryant, give me your score prediction from the head. This one's painful, but it's worked for me so far when I say we're not going to win. So, um, Lions 31, Packers 20. Wow, Ooh, that is eerily cool. close to mine, but Same. I just change where the one is. I have yeah. Detroit 30, Green Bay 21. That would be sick, Barry. That would be just cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> Rogers, Hail Mary, passed to win the game. Oh, my God. Well, I might rip my shirt off and run around outside. <laughs> I'm serious. I am Could you so imagine serious. if it's a number 89 that catches it, too, and it's fucking Benny Sims? <laughs> oh, my God. I would lose it. I would lose it. And then we get an extra play because of a face mask by Hutchinson. Oh, oh man. That would be wild. That would be crazy, Barry. Um, I have the Lions winning from the head 31-23. Yeah, yeah, we're all pretty close. All right, Bryant, score prediction from the heart. My heart would be Packers 24, Lions 23. And I, we need some turnovers to make that happen. <laughs> yeah, the same thing as me. I like it. Well, that was easy. <laughs> I'm pretty close to you guys, but I've I have a couple less points. I have the Packers winning 21-20. Wow, look at us. I think for us to for the Lions to be that that low, they're gonna have to turn the ball over some, make some on characteristic mistakes. So possible. We need to secure the the interceptions. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any Simon says you want to throw out there this week? I don't know Simon this week. Of but. course. I mean, what kind of question is that? I didn't <laughs> I didn't do any because Simon wasn't here, but uh, 
All right, I didn't do any because it's a short week, and I have like 69 games to pay attention to. This week. <laughs> well, all right, so I'll give you, I'll give you like mine. Number. <laughs> so, my offense assignment says is Jaden Reed scores a rushing and a receiving touchdown. Ooh, I mean, I'm I'm on board. I'm 100 for that, and that could definitely happen. Yeah, with the the necessity of him is <gasps> is there. Barry, I'd be shocked, bro. If we hold them to 10 points oh, in course, Detroit, man. Barry, Barry, Joe, Joe Barry lifetime contract. so that's my offensive assignment says my defensive assignment says is green bay has more sacks than detroit whoa i could see it that is a way we can hold the score down that's i like that one i don't think it's gonna happen but i like that one (laughs) i I think both teams will probably have like two two or these why these are supposed to be kind of bold so i I really could see it being even honestly They've given each team has given up. Each team has the same amount of sacks, but obviously with Detroit's offensive lines, they've given up like nineteen, where we were like twenty-seven or twenty-six or whatever it was. Yeah, but think of all the shuffling yeah. we've done in the offensive line too. So, yeah, my perspective on it honestly comes more from the Packers' side of it of limiting Detroit's sacks more than it does about the Packers yeah. getting. Yeah, more. if we beat yeah. them, it's because our offensive line played so well, is what I would think. And, yeah, and like Zach Tom, who has been pretty good this year, did struggle a little bit against the Lions the first time. So if he's, you know, if if Zach Tom, he could have a big old circle around this game saying Aiden Hutchinson got the better of me in week four. It's my time to get my get back. Yeah. You know, if this game is circled on Zach Tom's calendar, maybe he's looking forward to it. If the Packers, and this is like a big if, if the Packers can get the power run game going, because Dylan's obviously going to be the feature back this week. If they can get the run game going north and south and kind of stretch them horizontally with the pass, there's a there's an avenue to win. Yeah. I can see it. Barry said, I, I how many Lions it. interceptions are you guys guessing? I'm going to say one. I think if we get two, we can have a really good chance to win the game. Or are you saying how many Lions get of Jordan Love or that Lions throw? So well, He said Lions interceptions, so I assume hopefully one. Lions throwing. If we can keep him one, but we pick off Jared Goff like two times. He did throw three against Chicago. Uh, I think we have a chance. Um, the, did you guys talk about Dylan at all? I think uh, – Lions throw. Yeah, I would say two. It would be the I'll say two. Dylan's just looked a little bit different. I know he wasn't very effective in the running game, but I will say there was one short short yardage running at, and he absolutely lowered his pads and Dude. destroyed the person. I'm like, where has this been? Stop running so high on the one yard. The one we need that yeah. just smack somebody. There's a the five. So if five interceptions happen, like we're that's where maybe 34 to 10 instead of 24 to 10. Barry, I'm going to tell you right now, if we get five interceptions and we still have to throw a Hail Mary to win the game, yeah, I'm a little pissed off. It would be seven to zero at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like five to three. <laughs> Freaking Iowa Hawkeye score. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else you guys want to say on this game before we uh, get ready for Thanksgiving? No. Uh, if you're going to watch the Packers game, try not to let it ruin your holiday for more than 15 minutes afterwards if we lose. Also, try not to go crazy. We have a lot of injuries, uh, and this is a young team. Try to, you know, just yeah. hopefully we. the biggest thing I'm looking for is just remain competitive. Like, if we have a chance at the end of this game to win, I'll be happy. I know I say that, and I'll still be mad if we don't win, but in the grand scheme of things, coming back and reflecting on it, that would be a good position for us to be in because we would be competing with one of the best teams in the NFC in their home. What I'll say is we all from the head are more analytical score prediction have the Lions winning. Mm-hmm. If we're I what I really want is to be at the end of the game 
to not be in a situation where the Lions are just playing soft defense because they're up by two scores or whatever. Yeah. I, I continue to want Jordan Love to be in, in situations where he gets valuable experience. Yeah. And I'm not saying that reps, you know, when you're down 30 to 20 with three minutes to go are invaluable, but it's a lot different when you're down, say, 27 to 23 with a minute and 50 seconds to go. Yep. That that takes on a whole new uh, perspective as far as the experience goes. So I like that Jordan Love has been put in a bunch of those positions, and I hope it keeps happening. Like, obviously, if the Packers blow teams out, that's great, but I want Jordan Love to get these battle-tested um, situations. What's the token? Turkey Trophy. Is that like the MVP of the game? Yeah. Unfortunately, my guess would probably be Aiden Hutchinson. But it'll probably be Montgomery if the Mon- Lions Yeah, win. Montgomery was the one that I thought. It'll be, the, it'll be Montgomery if the Lions win, and if the Packers win, it'll be Jordan Love. Jordan Love. All righty. Well, hopefully some of these good things we talked about happened, and then we are not going to recap this game on Friday. We're going to wait until the following Friday. We're going to have the weekend off for everybody and – um, let Bryant enjoy his birthday in hockey because that's the one thing that's fun to do in North Dakota. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I will see you guys next Friday. All right, take care. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.